What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I am your host, Matthew Anderson. I got some analysts on, some guys from the north. My good friend, Malcolm Tyson. And Zach Clark, how y'all guys doing? Good. I'm doing good, good man. Okay. Hey, good to hear. Hey, we all do like sports podcasts and our own thing. And so it's nothing better than a good, good collaboration. It's funny because we have Sports Corner. And then Zach, what did y'all used to do? Sports Friday? Yeah. <laughs> so this is all just a continuation from what we used to do at Northeast. Everybody's went their own uh, routes, I guess. And we come back together. We do it for the North. Ain't that right, fellas? You know, yes, sir. Right. Got to put on for the North. Like? So what'd you say, Malcolm? I was just talking about Zach uh, about this just yesterday. I was just telling him um, how like we were just all in different grade levels and like once one person left, another person just took over and we were just all like kind of just doing our own things, you know? Hey, just improve on the next. That's all we was trying to do. Hey, <laughs> hey so without further ado, welcome to my sports house. Open up the champagne pocket. It's my house, come on, turn it up. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins Cause we've done this before so you come on in Make yourself at my home, tell me where you been Pour yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this Sometimes you gotta stay in And you know where I live Yeah, you know what we is Sometimes you gotta stay fellas we're gonna go ahead and get into the action plenty of stuff to talk about gotta read the room talk about the college football playoff that just took place ohio state my buckeyes did in fact end up beating the clemson tigers with a final score of 49 28 we'll start off here with you malcolm what you think of the game um it was obvious obviously they wanted it more um justin fields he obviously came out the gate performing well especially i hate to see him that he took that hit late on in the middle of the second quarter yeah. And I, it was funny because I was just texting you that during that game. and But, no, it was kind of dope to see him come back and uh, just kind of take over. Came right back in the next play, threw a touchdown, got them boys just momentum just kept going. And ultimately, they won the game and ult shook Clemson. Like, I was shook. <laughs> hey, and I will go ahead and provide Justin Fields went 22 for 28 for 385 yards, six touchdowns, and an interception. That interception worried me. I was like, what, what are we going to do here, Justin? But he got yeah. it back together. Zach, what would you think of the game? Man, Ohio State wanted it better. Uh, you saw all week the hype videos. They had the score in the background. They was ready. Um, Clemson defense just didn't show up, man. They was missing Nolan Turner in the first uh, half. Uh, Skalatsky got ejected for that targeting call. But uh, that secondary looked bad, man. And Ohio State did what they needed to do, man. Got it done. Hey, I'm going to hit on a couple uh, points. We already talked about Justin Fields. Trey Sermon had a big day. Because I guess I probably should say this. The trench, I feel like the game was one of the trenches. The Ohio State guys were able to knock the Clemson defensive lineman back. And the Ohio State defensive line was able to get pressure on Trevor, get able to get pressure on Trevor Lawrence. And you really saw that to the third and fourth quarter. You saw those guys kind of pin their ears back and they were just getting to him. I think Trevor had like two fumbles maybe in the mm -hmm. third or fourth quarter. I think they recovered one of them. Yeah. But game was one of the trenches. Trey Sermon, Ohio State running back. This man was not even the starter like through, I guess, four games this season. 
but he finished with 31 carries for 193 yards and one touchdown, averaging about six yards per carry. The thing was, they knew Trey Sermon was getting the ball. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't have any other running backs. Yeah, Justin Fields could not even hardly. He couldn't really run. He could barely throw it for it looked like he, he could barely walk. <laughs> yes, so you know he's not doing it. And so it's like, okay, so we're going to, and they, and a major part of that offense is like we saw last year with J.K. Dobbins is being able to run the ball effectively. So as uh, as Jay Fry used to say, they're going to see it coming and they still not going to stop us. <laughs> so that, and I, was, was up, Malcolm? Oh, the Clemson secondary had no answer for Trey Sermon. And I just want to uh, touch up, like, he, well, like you said, he, he really got made it out of mud. He didn't start like early on in the year and really like, just finished off breaking the school record uh, for the Russian uh, for most rush uh, yards in the game against Northwestern. Exactly. I'm just excited to see what he can do in a national championship. That's 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 what I'm waiting for. He's hungry right you know, now. Feels, like that's what I'm here for. Do what do y'all think about the injury? Are we thinking uh, probably maybe some cracked ribs, some bruised ribs? What 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 did y'all think? I want to say I want to say it was some bruised ribs. Um. He didn't look too good. I mean, well, obviously they still got the job done, and he still, you know, threw for over 300 yards, six touchdowns, all of that. But you can see, like, quickly got the ball out of his hands, um, not not wanting to take much contact. So I, I'm just hoping for the best. But I want I, so I just want to say it's just the bruised ribs. But you know, they, they're going to pat him up, make sure he's straight. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with Malcolm right there. I think it's definitely bruised ribs. But um, I think he's going to feel it. He definitely felt it today uh, when he woke up. He probably going to feel it against Alabama when he take that first hit, for real. So if he's not 100%, I don't think he's going to be 100%, first of all. But if he unable to go or he take a big hit, they're going to be in trouble. Hey, if I'm the Alabama defensive coordinator, y'all, I'm an Ohio State fan, but if I'm an Alabama defensive coordinator, we go to the film room, blow it up. Y'all don't hit nowhere but right here. You hit <laughs> and you know Alabama guys like that too. So we're gonna yeah, see what no. happens. Hopefully they we're gonna give Justin. My aunt was saying that we were watching the game together. They're gonna give him some of that Michael Jackson stuff. That's what she kept saying. They're gonna give him something, and we're gonna hope for the best. Also, yeah, I did want to mention that Trey uh Travis Etienne was held to just 32 yards on the ground. That was yeah. major. I said on last week's episode of the podcast, he cannot have a game like he had in the first game against Notre Dame. He couldn't have one, and that is what happened, but that was just because of the trenches. And also, do we want to talk about Sean Wade, who was supposed to be the first-round corner? Cornell Powell had that man on skate. Hey, hey, Cornell Powell was getting busy, bro. He's been balling, <laughs> he been balling all season, too, bro. All season long. He's been playing with a chip on his shoulder, bro. He finally got his opportunity, man, and he's showing it. He's been hoping. I think it's crazy because I remember Cornell Powell came in as a freshman. He came in that same class with DeAndre Overton. And, you know, he usually – you have the Mari Rogers and then you have uh, T. Higgins and all those guys. But due to Justin Ross not being able to play this year, a lot of those – T. Higgins being gone and Amari Rogers receiving a lot of coverage. Cornell Powell is really – who is a four- or five-star prospect, been able to kind of get those individual matchups. And this season, I think he's definitely rose his uh, draft stock. Would you all agree? Oh, yeah, for sure. Most definitely. All right, so we kind of talked about it a little bit early. We're going to go ahead and move to the – let's see, the Cotton Bowl, which was in – no, no, no. It was the Rose Bowl that was just in Dallas where Alabama did, in fact, beat 
the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, the final score of 31-14. Zach, what were your thoughts on the game? Man, we all knew it was going to be a blowout. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people um didn't even have Notre Dame getting in. They got in. Uh, I was I was honestly excited to see what they tight ends was going to be able to do. Okay. Especially against uh Clemson that first game, they tight ends really dominated, and um they they just wasn't able to really do much offensively. Um, but Najee Harris. That boy's a dog. Devontae Smith, a dog. <laughs> they both tough, yo. Like, when you got three weapons like that with Mac Jones as well, it's hard to beat them. You got to play perfect to beat them. So, it'll be interesting to see if Ohio State can put something together to try to knock them boys off. But they've been rolling all season. I will go ahead and give you all the stats. Najee Harris had 15 carries for 125 yards but going about eight yards per carry. Devontae Smith, seven receptions, 130 yards, three touchdowns. I'm pretty sure it was the offensive MVP, while yeah. Mac Jones went 25 for 30. He completed, let's do the math. He completed, what's that, six, five, six of his passes. Well, if you tell that brother he's going to get off the bus and only incomplete five passes, I think he said, I'm all right with that. 297 <laughs> yards, four touchdowns. Malcolm, what'd you think of the game? Man, uh, like 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 you said, like, well, like Zach said, two players that you got to keep in mind: Najee Harris and Devo uh, Devontae uh, Smith. <laughs> they um, this Alabama team has really been playing uh, well all year long. So I wasn't. It was it was nothing. I expected nothing less than what I saw last night. Um, Najee Harris, obviously, um, one of one of a lifetime, one of generation talent. Um, Devontae Smith, the Heisman finalist. Mac Jones has been playing well all season long. And really, no team has really competed with them, with the exception of Florida, who really uh, made that comeback in the SEC championship. So um, I'm just I'm just waiting. I, I'm, I'm liking the matchup with Ohio State, especially what they've shown against Clemson. Um, they've shown that they can battle with the best. Um, so I'm just excited to see what they can do on this level because we we all know the outcome um of, of what uh what was going to happen in uh, this uh, game against Notre Dame. Okay, now I'm going to give you all my little roundup. Got a couple points here. First of all, every time I watch Notre Dame play specifically against Alabama, I remember the last time they maybe I wasn't the last. I remember when they played AJ McCarron uh when Alabama was starting quarterback was AJ McCarron a couple years back. I think it was Demonte Teo time. Yeah. It's like there's this level that Alabama plays at that Notre Dame just can't reach. It's like your cap is here and their cap is there. Your running backs do not run as fast as their running backs. No linebackers do not hit as hard as their linebackers. And it just continuously shows it to me. There was one player on that Notre Dame team who I felt like was ready to play in this game, and it was the running back for Notre Dame. Yep. And as soon as he got hurt, I was like, because I saw him limping off. He was like he was crying on the sidelines. And I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, that, that's it. Ain't nobody else out here playing like that. I thought when they, I thought that Alabama set the tone right on the first play of the game, on the kickoff return. I think that was the kickoff. They they forced the fumble. Although Notre Dame did recover it, yeah. it was like it's mm -hmm. gonna be one first play. Yep, mm -hmm. it's gonna be. If, if there was any questions at those Alabama bars, it's like y'all, we got this. Hey, go get you something to drink. You good? <laughs> hey, also I would say I thought that it was major that uh, Najee Harris. Y'all saw him jump over that guy. Hey, that yeah. hurdle was crazy. He wasn't even full speed yet, bro. Amazing. Crazy. Amazing. You saw a lot of people jumping over. You saw a lot of players jumping over other players this weekend, but that was one of the only ones that was successful. But I yeah. always remember, do y'all remember what Najee Harris did to South Carolina? I think that was last year. 
wherever he jumped over somebody, bench pressed somebody else, and then oh, just God. ran through Ernest Jones' tackle like he, like he was a guy in the secondary or something. So at that moment, I knew he was real. Now, <laughs> last thing I want to mention about Alabama, I know y'all saw that Steve Sarkeesian has decided that he will be taking the head coaching job at Texas. Y'all think that's a good move, great move? Where are we thinking? I'm glad he get another opportunity to be a head coach. Um, I was low key surprised that Herman even got fired. It yeah. went what seven and three this year. Yeah, like exactly. I don't, I don't know. I was shocked by that. Uh, but you know, Texas is a program that's used to like winning at a high level. They haven't been there a lot recently, but I like the Steve Sarkeesian hire. What you think, Malcolm? Yeah, I like it too. Um, especially learning from. The coach Nick Saban himself. I mean, going into that program, it's not and, and like Zach said, that program expects to win. So it's it's a win-win across the board for me. Yeah, because I think he something happened with Southern Cal. I think he was intoxicated on the job or right. some things like that, which end up yeah. y'all, I'm giving y'all all the facts. I don't mean to slander your name, Starkeesian. Send your boys some tickets, <laughs> matter. <laughs> Send your boys some tickets. <laughs> But yeah, so it's great to see guys like him, even guys like Lane Kiffin literally go to Alabama and they shoot back out there and go coach at these major institutions. Tom Herman, the thing I heard about Texas, which is a really good point, Texas major measure their success off Oklahoma. So the fact that they see Oklahoma keep going out here, killing up these first round quarterbacks and Sam Ellinger can't ever do better than beating Georgia that year, whenever Texas was supposed to be back. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna put the clip in right now. For all these fans who are in the stands and those who are watching on TV, what does this do to set up Texas for a, a springboard into next season? Longhorn Nation, we're back. So y'all heard Sam Ellinger say uh, Texas is back. And sure enough, they were not back. So <laughs> we're going to see if Steve can get the job done. If he can recruit talent, we could potentially see another offense like how Alabama played with. Because, you know, there's talent all around Texas. It's just yeah, to yeah. get those guys to say no to AM and playing in the SEC and come to Texas and let's beat Oklahoma every year and uh, get the Big 12 back in order. Like, I guess how Clemson was goal was to get the ACC back to how it used to be. Same mm -hmm. thing with Texas. Let's get this Big 12 running like it used to run. And then so I'm going to go ahead and go to the national championship preview. Zach, both of y'all, just give me one key to y'all think, uh, well, one thing to watch out for in this game, I guess I could say. Ooh, one thing. Um, I would say, honestly, Ohio State defense. That's really the only thing, really. Like, are they going to show up? Are they going to be prepared to try to slow down Najee Harris and Devontae, uh, what's the last name, Smith? Yeah, Devontae Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't want to say Parker. I knew it wasn't Parker. <laughs> hey, but, yeah. <laughs> the thing about the podcast is that I've learned this, too. This is why I also like having other people. Is because if you say one thing wrong, they stop listening. This man, uh -huh. Devontae Parker, he they do about <laughs> everything that you say. Right. Uh, he said Devontae. Okay, he don't know what he's talking about. Straight <laughs> <laughs> up. So that's what, uh, Malcolm. Give me one key for you. Um, honestly, I want to see what, like I said earlier, what Justin Fields and uh, Trey Sermon can do against this Alabama defense. It's just all about them wanting it more. I'm not saying that they can knock it out the park, but I definitely think they can, they have a chance to compete. Okay. And this, by the way, this game is on Monday, January 11th at eight o'clock. Kirk Herbstreit better be in the booth. He does such an outstanding job. I'm, I'm gonna give y'all two, one of which I need to see how Justin Fields is 100% going to this game. Judging by how he finished, I think he'll be fine. 
Um, I had a second key, but I just forgot it. So we're gonna keep it moving. What's up? What's up? Who you got? Oh, you know, hey, look here. I've been riding with Ohio State all year. They they said I was crazy before the season. Y'all know the last <laughs> time I picked against Clemson was when Cam Newton had that season in 2000, I want to say 2010. I tried to tell them they wouldn't believe me. I'm going with uh, Ohio State. I seen it. You, 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 you was behind them all year. You was behind them all year. <laughs> hey, they told me I was crazy. And Davo, shout out Davo Sweeney for inspired. I think talked them up, man. Talked them up. Them up. <laughs> I, think, I think what Davo did was by him having that much confidence to kind of say what he said. I think as a, a Clemson fan base, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. You probably must have been thinking Davo must have seen something on film to be like these guys can't play with us. Like there's these guys just can't play with it because there's no way that you would hype up a team that has been looking all season to come back and play you and like give them more bulletin board material. So I thought, cause he, I think, I don't know if it was Deshaun Watson, but somebody said, I remember what was that? 2016, that year where Clemson won the national championship. I was 2016, 2017. And De, uh, Deshaun, I think said that we looked on film that week and we knew South Carolina just couldn't play with this. Like no matter what was going to happen, they just couldn't play. So I thought that, that he must've saw something like that this week. Clearly that right. wasn't the case. So we'll <laughs> see uh, what happens with this one. But who are y'all picks by the way? Let me get y'all picks. I'm rolling, I'm rolling with uh roll tide. Okay. Yeah, I got, I got to go with the tide. <laughs> They've been playing well it's all season long. Uh, Nick Saban does it again. <laughs> hey, I got a question for y'all though. Who y'all got in the Heisman? Oh, <laughs> I was literally just thinking about this. Um, Mac Jones has been playing well all season, but I, I, I want to see I want to see somebody else win. I want to see a wide receiver win. I want to see Devontae Smith uh, take take it home. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Devontae too. I wouldn't be surprised. They've said that the Heisman Trophy a lot of time is a quarterback award, but I would love to see uh, Devontae Smith take it home. They took my boy Justin out. He had a couple bad games. Yeah. They took him out the running. They took him yeah. out the running. You see, I, uh, the other day I was just texting you. I was surprised that he wasn't a Heisman finalist. <laughs> he had them three interception performances, and they said, you're out of here. They put my man Kyle Trask in there. But man, I, I, I he, had a, he ain't had enough tape, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They ain't have yeah. enough tape, man. That's all that was. Yeah. So they took him out. Who you got, Zach? Who you think wins Heisman? Devontae. Easily. Okay. Easily. We're, all the, we're all in agreement there. I think it's going to be like a virtual ceremony. I don't think it's going to be quite the same. But nonetheless, great award. Man, it's crazy the type of talent Alabama had because he was like the third receiver last year, right, on that team? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you have put – because he's and – And then Waddle got hurt this year too. Will he be back? They've been rumors to say that he might be back for the national championship. Do y'all think he'll be back? Ain't no need for him to come back. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I mean, they, they've been playing so well without him. They've been rolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy if you want to sit there and think about that. Like, this is this triple that they have right now, you could add somebody to it. And as a matter of fact, it's not like one of those what-if scenarios. It was like, no, bro, at the beginning of the season, there was a fourth. There was a quadruple. Yeah. Yeah, waddle, waddle tough too. <laughs> when he jumped on the scene for me, because I don't watch Alabama that much. Last year in the Iron Bowl, I think he had four touchdowns. Mm. And then once he jumped on the scene, I was like, okay. And I was hoping, I was praying he was going to be a senior. And he was coming back. I was like, well, we'll see him again next year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to move forward, fellas, to North Carolina versus Texas AM. 
I want to say that was the Orange Bowl. Texas A&M did, in fact, get the win with the final score of 41 to 27. Whenever Jimbo Fisher got this job to Texas A&M, did y'all expect him to be able to get this program? I would say back up and running, but they never really – I don't know. It's been really weird because we haven't really been around to see the prime days of them before Johnny football. But did y'all think that was a great hire? And if y'all think that since then he's done a great job, or what are y'all thoughts? Um, uh, I know I got a personal story with Jimbo. I've always thought he was a great coach. Um, my uncle was always a big Florida State fan uh, when he was coaching down in Florida State. So I was just I've always been a fan of his. Um, so I, I like to fit with uh, Texas A&M. I definitely didn't see them at this point this early. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, and honestly, that game was competitive um, until until the end um, when Texas A&M just uh, took over. But no, I'm, I'm I'm excited for Texas A&M future, and if they can continue to get uh, the recruits that they need, um, I'm excited to see what they can do, and hopefully, you can build a championship level program over there. Zach, what you think? Yeah, I have to agree. Like you said, Matt, they ain't really fall off like that. Yeah, like Kellen Mond is an experienced quarterback. I think he was a senior this year. He's been there a few years in the program. So they can get recruits. They in Texas. It's not yeah. hard to get recruits. <laughs> not like it's a ain't like he going to Arizona or you know, nowhere like that. Like, if they don't want to. <laughs> yeah, you, you at Texas AM, bro. Like, and like you said, they ain't fall off. So I mean, I feel like they they was gonna be there in time. And they here now. So keep winning, keep doing what you're doing, and the recruits will come. Yeah, because I think I've said this a little earlier. They have a very unique thing. They can offer those Texas recruits a chance to play in the SEC while staying at home. You see a lot of times guys leave state of Texas, go play in the SEC like Jamal Adams, who are from Texas. They go to LSU and different places like that, or maybe Alabama. You don't see too many guys. Ohio State recruits Texas a lot, too. You don't see too many guys from Clemson that went to Texas. Clemson say, we'll go to California. UCLA, Southern Cal, Cal, we're going to go in your backyards. We're going to get your best guy. We're going to bring him back home. But yeah, so that is something to think about. I like I like the hire. I remember whenever he took over tech, Florida State, Florida State, what Bobby Bowden was on the demise. And I was like, okay, let me see what this guy can do. And he was definitely able to build that program. Grand, they say the academics were horrible when he left and he kind of this is they're still sailing okay a lot of times you say like it says a natural disaster or something like that happens it's like you're still feeling the effects of the natural disaster today florida state still is feeling the, the effects of his non-accountability type program <laughs> that he was running over there y'all a lot of information i've had a long time so i'm always happy to spill it out but yeah but Jimbo fisher just you just want to be there while he's there not whenever he's left yeah <laughs> But one thing that I have been thinking about, though, is the, the let's see, the ACC next year, I feel like you're going to have three quarterbacks. You're going to have three guys. You're going to have Sam Howell because he – Sam Howell can throw the ball. Sam man. Howell is nice. Whenever he he emerged on the scene with for he me – He's not, he not a junior this year? I don't think so. And even because of this quarterback class, if I was him, I might stay. Yeah, I, I would definitely stay. No, that, that's what that, that, He was the reason why they were in that game um, against Texas A&M. Yeah, most um, definitely. Until, until late, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, they were tied at 27 27. Yeah, they were tied at 27 late in the fourth. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. But he, yeah. <laughs> for me against awesome. South Carolina last year, I'm pretty sure that was his first game in college football. And he was just throwing the dimes and tight coverage, and he's just been doing it. So I think the ACC is going to come down next year to Sam Howell, Derek King, and obviously DJ Uangalele. <laughs> 
we know who you, we know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, say, man, that's what all I need to know. So, but for those guys, De'Eric King specifically, I thought about this when his came back to college. He's coming back. I know he has that torn ACL. Yeah, now. he got he got hurt. So hopefully he recovers from that. But it's literally you're coming back to beat Clemson. Can you beat him? Twice, because you're going to be back in ACC championship again. Notre Dame, yeah. I think, is leaving the division again. I think they won't be in ACC no more than but for one year. So you're coming back to beat Clemson. North Carolina, Miami, that'll be the great game. And I think I'm pretty sure UCF's, UCF's starting quarterback is going to Florida State. And that guy has a lot of, like, uh, momentum behind his name. So we're going to see what he can do. But at Florida State, you can only do so much right now. That program's in rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they got a lot going on there. So, y'all, last thing I want to talk to you guys about, and y'all, I just checked to make sure I hit the record button, and we are, in fact, recording. So that's always good news. Uh, <laughs> last thing I want to talk to you guys about, Cincinnati, Georgia. Georgia and Georgia ended up getting the win with a final score of 24-21. I was looking forward to this game just to figure out kind of where Cincinnati kind of ranked. We know they played really well all season. Did they, did they went undefeated, right, until this game? Uh, either undefeated or they had one loss. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think I think I think they had one loss. Okay. Well, I was looking forward to watching this game, see where they kind of, uh, where where they kind of stood as far as uh the uh, Cinderella teams, quote unquote. What y'all think of the game? Hey man, they held their own until the end. Okay. For real, um, they had a few opportunities. They just missed out on it. Uh, their defense was tough. Their defense was tough for real. Um, but JT Daniels was able to get it done and Georgia was able to get the dub. But they definitely showed that they can compete at a high level against an SEC school. Um, and they're here. You gotta you gotta respect it. Malcolm, what's your thoughts? I completely agree. Um they they held their own until the fourth quarter. <laughs> Um, no, it, it, but no, it was good to see, um, like, like Zach said, it was good to see them just compete, compete with like an elite team, the SEC competing with the best, you're competing with the best. Um, so it was just good to see, um, obviously, um, it was not good to see like that they uh, couldn't complete a full game, but Georgia just, what can you say? It's the SEC, Georgia, <laughs> fourth quarter. What do you expect to happen? <laughs> okay, so here's my thoughts. So this is whenever – this is a strength and conditioning coach game. Like, this is his kind of game. <laughs> it gets down to the fourth quarter. You know, you put your fours up in the weight room. Whenever you're exhausted, can hardly feel your arms, can hardly feel your, hardly feel your legs. He's like, what you going to do in the fourth quarter? What it matters the most? Literally, Georgia scores 14 points. It wasn't that Cincinnati couldn't play with them. It's just that they couldn't remain consistent and play at that same high level once oh, that fourth dude. quarter hit. And so – Next year in the offseason, oh, they're going to hear that all offseason. The Alabama Scott Cochran is at Georgia, but I think he's not the strength conditioning coach. I think he's like a special teams coach, but he used to say it all the time at Alabama. I think they even had like the, all the music videos and stuff with it. Like, what you going to do in the fourth quarter? I hear that at Alabama. What they do is for their like fourth quarter day, what they used to do under Scott Cochran, you go run stadium sweat, stadium steps, get in the bus, you go to the facility, then you go lift weights, then you get back in that very same bus, and then you go do that. I remember watching the training days with the uh, – did y'all used to watch the training days with the Alabama Crimson Tide? Nah, I oh, think I missed that one. 
he used to come on, he used to come on ESPN and he used to talk about, yeah, 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 go to work. Matter of fact, I'm gonna put another clip of it right now. Here we go. So what we've done is we take the Coach Saban's fourth quarter program and we put in a lot of the character development, the mental conditioning for success, plus the strength and conditioning to make them unshakable, uh, bulletproof, so to speak, you know, and indestructible mindset so that when they go play, they're at their best. fellas so i think that's all that's been going on we look forward to seeing this national championship game uh appreciate you guys for coming on where can they find you malcolm go first um yeah guys um you can find me ball with mtg all social medias facebook twitter instagram apple Podcasts, literally youtube spotify literally hit me up talk about primarily basketball but we, we, we don't hit all levels of everything so Hey, that man, Malcolm, a mogul. Malcolm, tell him about your, your music. You got music coming to it. Go ahead, tell him. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've just been in the lab, Um, just really just containing myself, just writing every day, just staying to myself. Um, Yeah, you can check the music out, too. Uh, I got to say, I'll send you a link if you want to put it in the description for the folks. Um, quick plug, quick plug. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just got just more life coming, 2021. More life, more blessings. Zach, where can they find you? First off, man, I ain't even know Malcolm made music, man. I'm gonna have to check that out myself. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to see what it's. I'm gonna have to see what it's hitting on, bro. For real, I gotta see what you talking about on there. <laughs> but nah, man, y'all can find me, man, on social media at Hundo Clark, on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all of that. Uh, my podcast, we on IG. Uh, what's going on? It's with a Z. Uh, what's going on? Pod on IG, man. Connect with me. Let's get it. For sure. Hey, and Zach. I don't know. What's up, Malcolm? You know, I just want to tell Zach I like that hoodie, man, that WNBA. Yes, sir. You gotta support the W. Hey, facts. No. <laughs> I like I, that. I like that. I, I would say give the plug to the WNBA for the shout out, but they don't pay us for this, so I'm not gonna <laughs> 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 Hey, so and then obviously y'all make sure you follow the Instagram account Matt Sports House. It's two S, one at the end of Matt's and the one at the beginning of the Sports House. And stay tuned, y'all. A lot coming in the new year. We're in the new year already. More coming, more life, more blessings. That's all we have for you today. Peace. Thought the money make you happy, it don't make you different. I start to see that shit myself when I got a couple million. Roll through the mud, I can't lie, seen too much. Real steppers outside, they're squeezing bust. I told my brother, have some patience and your day will come. Now he's sitting in the county jail and he ain't got no bun. You can't walk inside my shoes like a sneaker punk. Overcome obstacles and they still come. I was trying to make a way out.